Welcome, Freedom Fighters, to Flawed and Free Podcast, where we build, empower, and equip disciples of Christ through deliverance and healing. My name is Tina, the Warrior Princess, and I am your host. As a spiritual warfare strategist, prophetic intercessor, and deliverance minister, I take great pleasure serving you and supporting your journey from the flaws of your past into the freedom of your future. Follow me and be set free. Hey, you guys, this is Tina, your host of Flawed and Free Podcast. Thank you for coming and listening to another week if you are returning. And if this is your first time, welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to Flawed and Free. So as we proceed, we are talking about today, discovering hope in the midst of crisis. But before we go any further, let's invite the Holy Spirit in. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, Lord, I thank you this day. I thank you, Father, for every listener that is listening, every whether it be now or even in the future, Lord God. I just pray, God, that you will anoint my mouth, God, that you will anoint the airways, God, that you will cover these cell phone frequencies and towers and Wi-Fi and every single channel that will be giving and disseminating this podcast through to your people. God, cover it in your precious blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, Father God. And we just pray, God, that the Holy Spirit, God, that he reveal, God, that he actually comes, God, to counsel, to govern, to comfort, to lead us and guide us in all of our ways, Father God. Thank you for using me and this platform as a vessel, God, to help, to teach, and to empower your people, to equip them with the tools that you have designed and given for us to defeat and overcome the enemy. So we thank you for being present. We thank you as we invite you in to this broadcast and we say thank you. We love you in Jesus mighty name. Amen. So discovering hope, discovering hope in the midst of crisis. So what is hope? What is hope? Hope's definition defined as a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. That is what hope is. It's a feeling of expectation and or desire for a certain thing to happen. And then there is another definition. I believe it was the verb or the noun. Um, A feeling is the verb. A feeling of trust. A feeling of trust. And so that's another um, explanation of the definition of hope, which is a feeling of trust. So hope is important in the believer's walk, right? Hope is imperative. Hope is important. Hope is necessary in seeing the world and seeing ourselves according to not our way, right? Because we walk by faith and not by sight, but seeing God's way, seeing it in God's perspective. And so that is what he desires for us to see it his way and not our way because his ways and his plans are above our own, right? So hardships and trials and times of testing are meant to mature us. They're meant to mature us, to grow us. And though it may 
feel overwhelming many, many times as we endure um, and persevere through times of hardship and trial and tribulation and testing, um, we may come to feel a sense of overwhelming or just being overwhelmed with the process or just overwhelmed with where we are in the present time. But God's purpose is never to cause us hurt or harm. God's purpose is to help to heal and to grow and to mature us by maturing our ability to hope by putting us or and or allowing us to go through these testings really builds our endurance, builds our ability to to have hope, to have a greater degree of hope. And so that is what hope does for the believer. And so even when you are in the midst of testing trial or crisis or even perceived crisis, what may be or seem like a crisis to you, but maybe not to me. Right. Um, So everybody has a different threshold as to what their tolerance is and what's more of a test, a trial or a downright tribulational period or, or a period of tribulation in your life. But however you gauge it on the spectrum of hope or hopelessness, um, we want the Lord to allow ourselves to surrender our wills to him so that he can help to mature us spiritually and naturally and to gain a better degree or a better vault of hope, right? So that we can have something to pull from in the days to come that are yet ahead of us when the tests get bigger, when the, the levels get um, um, higher and greater with new levels come new devils. And so you got to be able to to fight, defeat, and overcome these lower level devils, right? Before you get to the next stage and be able to conquer the next level, the next realm. And so God is always seeking to promote, to elevate, to uplift, and to take us forward in our um, in our walk with him and in and, and abundance and all of the things that he has called us to do and the places he is calling us to go. And so we must master where we are so that we can move from our place of now to the next. And so he will meet us in whatever space that you're in and help to grow and mature your hope in Jesus Christ. So our first scripture, I was about to say scripture, scripture, crispy treat, Lord Jesus. (laughs) I'm laughing at myself talking too fast. Scripture is coming out of Leviticus, Leviticus 26, verse 40 through 45. So bear with me because it's 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 several um, verses and they are a bit lengthy, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it. So verse 40 says, but and I'm in the NLT. I've read them in all. I read them through KJV. I read through the Amplified um, and in KJV um, generally. So and then I go for some simpler explanation or through my concordance to gain some extra um, understanding to so that I'm fully aware what's going on. And so I recommend you do that as well. But for the sake of this broadcast today, we're coming out of NLT. And so verse 40 says, but at last, my people will confess their sins and the sins of their ancestors for betraying me and being hostile toward me. 
Verse 41 says, when I have turned their hostility back on them and brought them to the land of their enemies, then at last their stubborn hearts will be humbled and they will pay for their sins. Verse 42 says, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham, and I will remember the land. Verse 43, for the land must be abandoned to enjoy its years of Sabbath rest as it lies deserted. At last, the people will pay for their sins, for they have continually rejected my regulations and despised my decrees. Verse 44 says, but despite all this, oh, thank you, Jesus. But despite all this, I will not utterly reject or despise them while they are in exile in the land of their enemies. I will not cancel my covenant with them by wiping them out for I am the Lord their God. Verse 45 says, for their sakes, I will remember my ancient covenant with their ancestors whom I brought out of the land of Egypt in the sight of all the nations that I might be their God. I am the Lord in Jesus name. In Jesus name. So verse 46, I'll go one more since it's the last one. It says, these are the decrees, regulations and instructions that the Lord gave through Moses on Mount Sinai as evidence of the relationship between himself and the Israelites. So in times of trouble, in times of despair, in times of exile, right? And though it may be something you've entered into, whether in your own sin, your own iniquity, trespasses or transgression, even if it is something that is ancestral, that your ancestors have done, the Lord our God has set a clause, a decree in place to say, though I can destroy utterly destroy the land and destroy all of the commands and and the um, of the people from the sins and the sins of their ancestors ancestors for betrayal for being hostile and for not following and adhering to the word of God though that may be true I will uphold the covenant I made with Abraham I will uphold the covenant I made with Jacob and Isaac and I I will not cancel that covenant and for their sake through even the covenant made with their ancestors I will bring them out of the land of Egypt I brought them out their ancestors out of the land of Egypt but I am their God I am the Lord I decree and declare and have sent instructions that they may may come into the evidence of the relationship that they may come into agreement on the covenants, the promises that I have given to their ancestors. And I will make do on that. I will meet them in 
that space, in that place, and I will be their Lord. I will be the Lord thy God. I will give them grace. I will help them through. And so God is there to see us through. The Lord Jesus is there to see you through, through the hardship, through the trial, through the testing times and times of testing. And it's not to hurt us, not to harm us, though he could because he is God, but he is merciful. We serve a merciful God who is caring and loving and is concerned about us and wants us to be successful, wants us to prosper, wants us to receive the good of the land, wants us to eat the good of the land, wants us to give and get and receive all that he has, not only for ourselves, but for the generations that we are attached to. And so though the sins of our ancestors would have separated and kept us exiled from the promises of God, the Lord always, just as he is, is formulating and making a way of escape to forgive us through grace, to help us to actually in to actually reconcile and be restored and come into the promises of God. But we must hope and have an expectation and a desire for that to happen. That being the definition of hope that we must cling on to the feeling of trust that we can trust our God, our Lord and Savior to help us in times of despair, to help us in times of trouble and need and that the Lord our God will be with us and he will see us through. So therefore we hope, we hope and we have faith and we seek the face of the Lord and trust him and seeing things his way and seeing things in God's perspective so that we may endure, persevere and ultimately overcome as victors as he has intended. Jeremiah 29 11 will be the next scripture that we will come out of because once we begin to see things God's way when we be able to see he knows all things he is all-knowing and he knows the way he knows the plan he knows the plans he knows the path and he knows the quickest way to the path and though we may think we know God knows more than we know and so that is why we must trust him with all that we are in our full being and even in our knowledge which doesn't go very far but we just partner with the Holy Spirit and we partner our knowledge our wisdom and faith with his and we ask him to increase in it and to help us with our faith our unbelief our doubt anything that the enemy is desiring or to use against us so that we will not believe and follow and walk into the promises of God and we give those things to the Lord we give those things to him and we pray for spiritual sight we pray for spiritual sight so that we can see with 2020 vision in the realm of the spirit to see things God God's way by seeking his face and by seeing things. Hey guys, quick question. Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis, difficulty reading and retaining the word of God, dominating thoughts, pain with no explainable source? What about anxiety, panic attacks, feelings that you're being watched or just some mere eerie evil presence near? You may be experiencing demonic attacks and when in doubt, cast them out. Flawed and Free offers free one-to-one deliverance via virtual, 
in-person, and group altar call deliverance. Contact us at info at flawedandfree.com. Send your request for an oppression healing intake form, or you can go to the episode description of this show and go to theflawedandfree.com and we will send you an intake form. Get free with Flawed and Free today. From his perspective and not our own. So Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, I'm NLT, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope to give you a future and a hope for the Lord. God says, I know, I know I am the ultimate creator and I created the universe. I created you. I created everything that is in this world. And even outside of this world, I created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. So I am, I know everything. God is in the beginning. He's in the end. He's the alpha, the omega and so much more. And so for he knows the plan. So why not trust him? Him with our plans why not trust him with the plans because he is all-knowing and he knows as long as he as long as the Lord formulates the plan we know we can trust his plan over our own because he knows the future we he knows the future we don't know but he knows so despite the suffering despite the pain despite the hardship we know that and we as we trust in him as we trust in the Lord our God that he will see us through and Jeremiah 29 11 says that those plans are for good they're not to hurt us they're not to harm us they're not to delay us that's demonic that is not God God, but they are plans to give us a future and a hope. So question we should be asking ourselves is what, what is the, why is this the key to Christian life? Why is this the key to kingdom life? Why is having a hope and trust in God and, and seeing God, seeing things, our lives in his way, in his perspective, why is this so important why is hopelessness so destructive to moving forward in our in our desires and in to receiving the promises of God because their hope beyond today is is the hope that we must partner with God to see because sometimes we can only see what's in front of us and even then we can't see it the way that God sees it so we have to put on those spiritual goggles that come from him so that we can hope in him trust in him that whatever it is that is beyond today that whatever we are enduring in the midst of chaos in the midst of crisis that there is hope beyond the death the destruction and the despair of today that there is hope beyond the grave the Lord Jesus Christ gave us hope when he came through his death burial resurrection and ascension into the heavens and snatched back the keys from the enemy from the fall of Adam and 
and Eve. We were then given hope beyond death, hope beyond the grave. So we are dead to sin and we have now received through Jesus the gift of freedom, the gift of deliverance, the gift of salvation in him. So we live in hope and we live in the belief that Jesus will return and that we will overcome, that we have overcome all forms of death, that that be it naturally, that be it eternally, spiritually, we have overcome. We have overcome. We are no longer victims, but we are victors. Death has been defeated and we will not allow ourselves to become distracted with what we see or even what we don't see in this season or even in the next season, right? And so this is the key to our walk with him. This This is one of the keys to enduring, growing, spiritually maturing in Christian, in our Christian life, in our Christian walk, in our kingdom living, that we are partnering in hope with Christ, with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit, because we have already defeated the enemy and every single tactic, strategy, plot, plan, and scheme that he could throw in our paths. We have defeated death through Jesus Christ. And we cannot, nor will we allow ourselves to become only distracted with what we can see or even what we don't see. That you in this season can couple your faith with the finished works of Christ Jesus on the cross. You can couple your faith to see to see the manifestation of his will come to life, come to life in the earth, right? So what, what, a, what a wonderful thing to know that we have our hope, we put our hope, our faith, and our trust in God, and that he will, as he already has, secured our future, not only in heaven, but in the earth, and that by doing that, we can, we can, walk in hope and faith and couple our faith with the finished works of Christ and receive the manifestation of that in the earth today. So Hebrews 11, one, let's come out of that scripture now for it. Great examples of faith. So verse one says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So some may remember this version in the NKJV that says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That is what faith is. So we believe God's promises by first belief in who he is, by who he is as our creator, as our ultimate savior, as our Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And there's so many things that God is to us, our all in all, the author and the finisher of our faith. Our faith is the substance of all all of those things that we hope for in him and and trust in him as we wait upon the Lord to reveal and to 
so that we can see the manifestation of those things in the earth. And so therefore we come with expectant hearts and minds. We come with expectant desires for something or a certain thing to happen. And these are the things that we see and seek in him by faith with hope. The substance of hope is faith. Okay, and so the evidence of the things that are of the of faith is something that we cannot see. And in the spiritual realm or the invisible realm or the supernatural realm is where we should remain always because that's where everything starts. That's where it ends and that's where it begins in the spirit realm, in the supernatural realm. And so a lot of us have gotten conditioned to the natural realm, to what we can see, but we got to learn how to live in reverse, how to operate and begin and to start to go into the supernatural realm into the things that are not seen that we cannot see and believe by faith through the substance of hope and hope and trust in God as we make petitions and decrees and declarations in the in the heavenly realm because we are a part of the kingdom of God which resides right in another space another dwelling we are spirits in a spirit body and I'm sorry in a physical body we are spirits in a physical body and so sometimes we lean into the natural we lean into what we can see what we can feel what we can possess in our hand, but not understanding that if we just operate in what is perceived to be the reverse, it's really not the reverse. It is what we should always do first is in the spirit, everything first in the spirit. So with spirit, soul, body, spirit, soul, body, spirits first, soul is second. The body is the third thing. So we must partner in the spirit realm to achieve and see as we seek the father with those things that we hope for so that we can actually see the unseen on the scene in Jesus name. So we must believe. I want to encourage you today to believe God's promises by believing in who he is, by believing in what he's already done and what is even yet to come by faith in hope, by faith and hope. So no matter how desperate your situation looks, no matter how desperate your situation becomes, if you call out to Jesus, if you call out to him in faith, he will answer you and he will help you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So call out to the father. Call out to him in your secret space. Call out to him and petition his help. In times of testing and trouble. Or even in moments of feelings of hopelessness and despair. Call out to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will help you. He will answer you. He will come through in the name of Jesus. He will come through. He will come through. Glory be to God. So I pray that today's message has 
thoroughly met you in whatever space you're in, time of testing, time of trial, time of tribulation, whether you're in the wilderness season, in the trenches, coming out wherever you are, that you will partner with him by faith, that you will partner with him to assist you, that you will call out to his name so that the Lord our God can answer and he can help you in this season as he grows you, matures you and builds you and prepares you for the promises of God and assist you in going from your now to your next in the name of Jesus. So I thank you guys. I thank you so much for listening. I pray that this has helped you, empowered you, uplifted you, and encouraged you this day. Find hope in the midst of your crisis. Find hope in Jesus. Glory be to God. Till next week, you guys. I love you. God bless. And see you guys next Thursday. Thanks for joining me on Flawed and Free Podcast. Make sure you follow and subscribe. Click the bell on YouTube on my channel and follow. Don't forget to meet me live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Tea and Testimony with Tina to discuss weekly podcasts and answer questions. I'll be streaming from YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Flawed and Free, or if you're streaming from IG, it's at The Flawed and Free. Till next week, God bless, where we are free to be me, flawed, and free.